Good morning, this is Tim Carter, and welcome to Let's Talk on News Talk 1050 KSIS. Let's Talk is a one-hour program devoted to issues and developments that are of importance to Sedalia and the surrounding communities. With each hour dedicated to a subject, many times with expert guests joining the hosts, Let's Talk can probe deeply into the issues of the week. Let's Talk is hosted by Ron Tolner, John Meehan, and Tim Carter. Good morning and welcome to Let's Talk, uh, heard uh, every Saturday morning at a little after 10 o'clock uh, on uh, uh, 1050 on your radio dial. Uh, and, you know, I keep saying that, but, uh, you know, radios really don't have a dial anymore, right? You know, so, but that just dates me. Um, you know, today is, uh, is our second show, actually, with the Pettis County uh, Commissioners. Uh, we appreciate their uh, extended stay here with us this morning so that we can cover more topics and and it seems like there's just an awful lot going on in Pettis County that these men uh, that are serving our community uh, uh, have uh, uh, just a lot of topics we need to talk about. Uh, one of the things that, uh, and I'm just like all of you, I attend to these coffee groups every, uh, every morning and the talk around the coffee table and, and uh, the hangouts or, uh, you know, why is the Pettis County Commission buying all of this real estate? And, and, and I don't know the order of things and maybe Jim, you might... Uh, uh, share with us. I know one of the first things, maybe the, if we would go as far back in time, uh, I know even when I served down there, we had some issues with the current road and bridge location. Uh, the, you know, the building was very old and it was hard to heat, hard to cool. Uh, we do, really didn't have a quality location to store quarter of a million dollar road graders out of the weather and, and those kind of things. Uh, but you have since, and again, I'm, this has been probably, you'll help me out here, five, six years ago, that you vacated that property and purchased property on North, uh, uh, what, 7? No, North Ohio, if you'd figure, you know, go North on Ohio. Uh, and for the listeners, uh, they should know that the county already owned about seven acres on the east side of that area. Uh, but the property we're talking about that's currently used for road and bridge is actually on the west side of North Ohio. Yeah, if they're as old as us, it's the Ohio Construction Building. There, there, there you go. Yes, yes. And and uh, uh, I guess a pretty solid old building when yeah. you bought it. So talk to us a little bit about that. How much did the county pay for that? What's the renovation process? And all you have to do is just drive by there and see a huge metal building, which I'm assuming was built to protect those quarter of a million dollar road graders and those kinds of things. So talk to us about that, Jim. Well, I mean, both parts of that, uh, when we first started looking, and I've been, while we were going to build a building on that north lot, well, that will take up a lot of our area over there for, you know, construction supplies. Okay. Uh, so we just kept looking, and then this other place over here was getting in financial problems across the street there, and we got to talking a little bit, and uh, they were asking a million dollars for this 10 acres and this, this building. The building was built to work on D9 dozers, which weigh probably 50 ton by themselves. So okay. the concrete in that floor is 20 inches deep. Okay. Uh, it's not going anywhere. There was big, large overhead cranes that nobody was using. This was over and above what was going on in that building. Okay. Uh, they wanted a million dollars for it, and we he hauled around a little. I guess that's the proper word for that. So, but I uh, uh, got to talking to a couple bank friends of mine, and they said, well, if we could get our money out of it, and uh, we called the realtor, and I offered them seven hundred thousand dollars for it. Seven hundred thousand and thirty dollars, thirty thousand dollars worth of seven hundred thirty thousand dollars altogether. Okay. He called me back in fifteen minutes and said, "We'll take it." So we bought a complete ten acres of land, 
that is made for construction equipment with all these offices. And then we figured that we put our e, EMA people down there. And with us moving them out of central town there, out to there, well, the EMA people got a grant and wrote a, a nice grant to get a complete generator to run that whole building with. Okay. Because the EMA is in there. Mm -hmm. All of our, where well, there's two concrete enclosed rooms in that place for storms. Uh, they, I think that was back with the construction had it. They had, uh, uh, they had places to store their dynamite. That's where they actually stored it was in them buildings because those are eight inch thick walls all the way around that rooms that are in so there. So for our listeners, there's no dynamites being stored out there now. Not that we found. Okay. All right. <laughs> but now it's good. It's good places to secure our, uh, you know, high, high priced equipment for, you know, anything that we do road work wise. And then we have all of our radio systems in case there is a severe storm, the radio people will never go down. Mm -hmm. Uh, all that works together very well. We've got two meeting rooms in there, and we've got it's completely self-contained now. The uh, the building uh, we can outlook over across the street at North Lot, so nobody can get in there and mess with stuff. And it was a really good purchase, I feel. Mm -hmm. uh, so, just to to bring our listeners up to date, everything you're talking about here is basically related to the old hard construction property yeah. on the west side of North. West Ohio. side, huh? yeah. Okay. And then I just happened to, you know, I know business pretty well, and I got to talk to people about a building. And uh, we bought this building. We were going to put it up ourselves in the winter because it's just a metal frame building. Mm -hmm. Well, this is before metal went up. And uh, I give $124,000 for a 200-foot by 85-foot metal span building which is what they call it, the open container. There's no garage doors on the front of it, but it keeps things out of the elements. So, so that our listeners understand, you know, maybe, mm -hmm. you know, the feet and that sort of thing. How many bays would that hold? How many? Is, isn't there 20 in there? I don't know. I have to go back out and count them, but there's, okay. you know, whatever those, yeah. Somewhere between 15 mm -hmm. and 20 bays to be able to put county expensive equipment in there yeah. and, and keep safe. Mm -hmm. Okay. Keep safe. And that keeps them out of the weather. Yes. And then they're all prepared. We've, we've run electricity through that building now. Everything is plugged in when a snowstorm hits. They're not sitting outside trying to dig the truck out to get to the snowstorm stuff. Okay. So, uh, it, it, that works good. But uh, that same building right now, just purchasing that, just the building itself, just like what we got is $350,000 now. The prices have went up that much. Mm-hmm. So that's why we bought it early, and then we got around to putting it up as we got along there. So. Okay, so the county then now has about $900,000 invested in that mm -hmm. property, and that's long-term, uh, well-maintained, structurally sound, so it's going to last for very, a long time. Very established parking lots, everything. They used to park all their heavy-duty equipment, all the dump trucks, everything's out there. That's probably mm -hmm. got uh, you know a foot and a half of a rock that it's already been put there. Okay. Uh, and so everything is out there now. And so the old location at State Fair Boulevard and Main Street there, I understand there's some negotiations with the city because they want to do uh, some, make it easier for traffic ways. And, and, and I remember back, if my memory serves me correctly, that uh, the county applied for a grant and that grant covered the cost of doing an engineering survey of which the best way to handle that intersection. And I think it came back that it was a roundabout at that point. Yeah, and that's, we've actually still got the plans for that. Okay. Uh, it was a TEEP, teep grant, yes, TEEP or TAP, correct. I don't know, it's one of the two, but that's right. it was one that was available that year from ODOT, and they uh -huh. paid for an engineer to design that whole area for us. Okay. So it's it's already there for 
for free for somebody to use. Mm -hmm. um, and so can you share with our listeners what part of that negotiation with the city is now? Because the city's going to, is that something that the city's going to pay for, you know, for the roundabout? Or is that going to be county going to develop that corner? Or how do you... We're just trying to sell the property. Okay. All right. Okay. So and you're not... People can do whatever they want to with it when it gets done. So. Okay. All right. Well, that, that makes sense. So so if you did sell that property at, uh, help me out, Maine and North State, North State Fair Boulevard. North State Fair Boulevard. If you did sell that property, I'm assuming that if the roundabout is part of this solution uh, at that location, that property will, that part of it will be carved out of the sale or there will be an easement there or or whatever. No, I, I think whoever buys it has the whole thing to work with. So the roundabout would probably not happen if somebody else bought it. Uh, it's uh, that'd be a nice place for a convenience store to go. So there's a lot of things you can do with that big corner right there with that much traffic. See, that's one of the main reason we moved too, because it's seven o'clock in the morning when you have these manufacturers, we're all going to work. We can't get our big you know equipment out on the road to even get out of the parking lot to go work on the jobs for probably 35, 40 minutes. So. so so, then, with regard to that intersection, there, we're, we're to the point where there's really nothing in the plans at this point, other than just discussion mm -hmm. about how to maybe improve that intersection. Not for the county. And one thing we've tried to do as far as these negotiations with the city is we want to make sure that everything was open, transparent to the public. So we asked them, Send us your offer of what you think is appropriate. Uh, we, ha we have since then appraised it and responded with a offer that was consistent with what they asked for. Um, so at this point, it's been handed over to the city. We're waiting to hear back and uh, see if they're going to accept it, deny it, uh, where the future is. But I think our intentions are to, uh, to, sell, to sell that property. Okay. There's no well, reason for the county to hold on to it at this moment. And, and that would, of course, be wise as far as mm -hmm. public funds and those kind of things. But... Yet, uh, there's, I'm sure there would definitely need to be some environmental studies uh, done on that property because of what it was used for previously. Uh, so the city would make a, the ideal purchaser of that mm -hmm. because they don't have to mess with those kind of things typically. Uh, but, uh, you know, Bill being a farmer and Jim mm -hmm. being a trucker, you know, in your background, having a nice quality, good-sized roundabout there would help with the flow uh, just general cars getting back and forth to work, and of course trucking getting in and around those, that industry that's up in there too. So, uh, so uh, you've completely vacated that, uh, mm -hmm. and and just to make sure that our listeners understand, there is on the North Ohio property uh, that Jim's already outlined that we're we're occupying. But again, across to the east of that mm -hmm. is about seven acres, if my if I remember correctly. Uh, and that is being used for storage of building materials, uh, our road materials, gravel and sand. Salt. Oil and salt. Okay. And and I think, don't you have some con uh, buildings way in the back, back in there to protect, to keep the, the weather away from the salt and yeah, those storage. Kind of we put up buildings to make salt with and stuff that, because... We don't use all the salt that year, so you have to protect it during the summer. Otherwise, right. it, it turns into a block. So. Mm -hmm. okay. And I will say that new location, and that's been three, four years ago. I kind of came in towards the end of that purchase. Yes. And like, you you know, when you hear the first number initially, you're like, man, that's a lot of money. 
But I will say that our services have improved, just the fact that we have better access onto the highway. Okay. We have a lot more room. Um, it came uh, about really handy during the winter when they have to work on these frozen equipment they can actually put them inside in the heat, mm -hmm. and then our mechanics are able to work on those a little better. When they're setting their plows, they actually have access. Um, so they're actually able to get a full uh, truck in that building and work on it. So, okay. again, it, it's been a huge improvement. It's really helped us, like Jim said, uh, or Bill, I can't remember. Um, we also have our EMA in that building. Uh, so, mm -hmm. again, it's, it's generating a little revenue to the county because that's paid through grants. So, uh, okay. uh, And we have some office space that we haven't fully uh, used uh, to this time. But uh, again, right now at Rotom Bridge, our guys are happy. They're able to they have a lot more space now where they can work. And uh, the biggest thing is our exits and entrance are a lot more safer because we work with a lot of heavy equipment. Tell them about the meeting rooms too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely have a meeting room that we've used um, several times. We actually had a joint meeting when we had the flooding uh, last year. Okay. We had a joint meeting with EMA, the state uh, emergency management, the city of Sedalia officials, and the county commission. And it's a conference room pretty big where we were able to fit everybody in that room and utilize it um, for a planning session on the next steps to 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 do so we we definitely have a lot of uses for that there's space for training now so there's a big conference room that uh our guys can get uh we have two tvs there where they can do their trainings they can really view uh safe practices about every quarter we try to do a safety training because i always tell people we're always preparing for the next season even though we're working right now and infrastructure and construction you're always prepping for what's next mm -hmm. so uh during the winter they're probably doing a lot more brush cutting ditching preparing the roads for about this time of year when we are getting ready to do a lot of our maintenance. So mm -hmm. uh, definitely we, we, we're blessed with a lot of new guys out of Rotom Bridge, um, a lot of experience as well. So it's just a matter now of meshing those together to, to serve the public. Well, and it sounds to me like uh, you, you got brought up with all the equipment on the west side of the highway and or Ohio, and, and then the, the, the materials that you use is just right across the street on the east side. That also should make things a lot mm -hmm. easier. You know, we're going to take a, a break here this morning. Uh, we've had the opportunity to have all three commissioners in the studios here this morning. but uh, And we're going to talk about some more uh, county properties that you may or may not be aware of. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. rebid this. Good morning and welcome back to our second segment of Let's Talk. Uh, if you've just tuned in, we had the opportunity to have the three Pettis County Commissioners in, in the studios today. And in our first segment, uh, we talked about, uh, we, we, we want to talk about real property and what the county owns. And we talked about the Road and Bridge Department in, in particular up until this point. Another building that the county has purchased, and I think it was uh, kind of goes... Uh, uh, even before the uh, Road and Bridge uh, Department moved out, is the un what I have always looked at it is the unemployment office, which I, some people I think called it the employment office or whatever. But I think most people are familiar with that and that building. Uh, what led us to purchase that build building and how much did we pay for it and what are we using it for? Jim, step up to the mic. There okay, you go. Okay, well, while I'm here, I'll talk about okay. this. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, that was a building become available. It's a very sturdy building. I mean, it was built by the federal government, and it's we're outgrowing the courthouse very quickly. We still are. Um, so we decided to, you know, see if we could purchase that building, and 
about a year and a half later, we finally come up with the, you know, the right purchase to the price to get it purchased for. And it's, uh, it's got a, it's got a full basement underneath it. Very set up for different rooms to do stuff in. If we had to, we could put our 911 down there. That's, okay. you know, we, we're, we always look for stuff like that. Mm -hmm. uh, the top floor up there is really open and airy and there's all, it was already completely networked and you know, everything for offices and stuff like that. Um, it's, it just fit in perfectly what we're doing. Uh, and it's right across the street from the courthouse. Very good. Well, it's handy. And, mm -hmm. and of course, uh, Jim, you said a couple of things off mic in that, uh, it, we, first of all, it was owned by the state mm -hmm. uh, and they were soliciting bids on it. Uh, and they, for one reason or another, there wasn't a, a proper communication. They just decided not to sell it for a time period or yeah, whatever. We, we had actually turned in a bid for $250,000 for it. Okay. Uh, and that, and, but then it was just dropped. But they didn't do anything about and it. it. Okay. And then six months, maybe it might've been eight months. I, I, sometimes my record keeping, I'm old, you know, mm -hmm. I have, don't keep some of this stuff well, but, uh, they. Do you get everything up until this point? I would go back to start of whatever you were discussing. Okay. Yeah. Well, oh, okay. Uh, um, with, 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 so you can kind of clear, clean it yeah. up or whatever. Okay. All right. So, um, yeah. Um, Jim, uh, tell us a little bit about what we know or I have recognized to be the unemployment uh, office building or uh, some folks call it the employment office building. Uh, that was kind of a unique purchase uh, arrangement there. It, it was a state-owned building that they originally had put out to bid, and I think the county was interested, and so they did put in a bid at that time. Yeah, yeah. we turned in a bid for $250,000 for that building because it's a very strong-built building. Okay. It's like the old federal building over there that's hooked on the sheriff's office. They, mm -hmm. they made fine buildings when they yes. made stuff, mm -hmm. and uh, but it, it was dropped. There was no word about who got it or anything like that. Six to eight months later, they come back and said, uh, would you rebid that? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're kind of perturbed that it didn't even answer us on the first one. So we turned in a bid for, I think it was around 130000 Okay. They called us two weeks later and said, well, it's yours. Mm -hmm. So we, you know, got us a building that's right across the street from the courts and the courthouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, if something we can utilize for what we're doing. Okay. And what does it be in use? I know it sat vacant for a number of years. Mm -hmm. uh, what is it? Uh, uh, you know, I see Israel, you got something to say. So jump in there. Yeah, definitely. Uh, so this building, it was purchased probably about six, seven years ago. Um, obviously, it was before I, I was in office. But one thing I will attest to is throughout the time that it did sit vacant, um, mm -hmm. we were constantly looking for people to move into that building from the courthouse. Unfortunately, a lot of people do business in the courthouse or they have to be next to another office holder. One example could be the collector and the assessor. They kind of have to that work hand sense, in hand. Sure. A public administrator has to work with the courts. Right. Uh, uh, our prosecutor has to work with the courts. Obviously, you can't move the judges. So um, we were trying to pinpoint who to move. We, we would ask a lot of people. Um, it just wasn't the right fit. Um, so our clerk, uh, he actually... Uh, he, he thought it would be a good fit for his office. We decided to move him to the first floor of that building. So that gave it some use uh, to our building. And, and like it's been said, we, we needed more space in that courthouse. Mm -hmm. um, just the, the amount of people that we have in that building. Um, if you're there at the end of the year and there's a November election going on, people going there for their assessments and people trying to talk to the collector and court on top of that, there's no parking around the courthouse. There's no way to 
properly uh, get everybody there. If you walk in, it used to be that you would see all these people sitting for court at the first floor, and it's, sure. it, you had to work your way through. Right. So, again, we're trying to make sure we are being a little bit more accessible to everyone. Um, like, for example, on this this building, you know, it's a first floor entry. Uh, public administrator, same same thing. So we try to make sure that all those offices that have a lot of traffic are staying on the first floor. Mm -hmm. Now, the second floor has our collector and assessor, which has its fair deal of traffic as well. Mm -hmm. So we were looking at ways to move this puzzle. Um, another building that was bought was the one right next to the Fifth Street building, uh, which used to be... Uh, uh, 305 th spin. 305 spin, that's yes. right. And that uh -huh. came about because at that time, the state legislature passed... Uh, a law which was raise the age. And essentially what that did was saying that juveniles, they can be within sight and sight and hearing distance of an adult. So what that cost us was to move things around with the juvenile office. So a lot of people don't know this. Our maintenance staff was just right behind the juvenile office. They were actually using right. about the same building. What ended up happening is we moved them completely into that new building, which creates, gives them more space now. Um, and we were able to equip the juvenile's office a little better because uh, a lot of those kids are maybe there for the day. They're there for, uh, you know, they have classes, classrooms, they need some space. So we were able to expand that. And one thing that people need to understand is these are state mandates, and we like to say unfunded mandates yes. that we receive from Jeff City, and we have no say whether we want to do it or not. Once they pass it, they pretty much are saying you have to come up with the funds, you have to come up with the space, and if you don't do it, you will get you will get uh, fined. So mm -hmm. uh, that was kind of a we didn't have a lot of time frame to figure that out. We we were given maybe a month, two months to really work with our juvenile office, our sheriff, our judges, making sure that we were all on the same page on this. And this was the best solution that we were able to come up with. Um, I think the juvenile office is a little bit more comfortable where they're at now. They have a little bit more space, a little bit more security as well. And our uh, our maintenance staff, now they have some space where they can put some spare parts. That way in the future, if somebody needs a desk, they're not going out to buy a desk. We might have one in storage ready to go. If somebody needs an office chair, there might be one ready to go. I mean, it's as simple as, as I said. It's, you buy a 53-foot trailer with a toilet paper for the jail, try to fit that someplace. Now mm -hmm. we have plenty of room to put it. So. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, just for information, uh, how big is the basement of the employment office or where the Pettis County clerk is now? It's the same footprint as the building. It's okay. completely full basement. Okay. Uh, it's got a little kitchenette in there that, you know, we, nobody uses it, but it's it's available to use. Okay. Uh, it's a very heavy-duty built building. So. Okay. Well, we got storage yeah. downstairs now. We, we brought... Uh, we brought... We brought uh, the clerk had rented some office space, or some space from Cornell, and then when he he vacated that, and moved over there. The assessor had some stuff that was stored there that has to be transcribed and videotaped, okay. and and kind of we're in a holding pattern, wasn't to get that done. So we moved uh, those file cabinets out of the Cornell building to stop that rent. Mm -hmm. uh, that's my goal, asset management for the county. It's not like the county's going out of business next week, like. Mom's diner, Mike. We're going to be here, and we need to be paying ourselves rent instead of paying somebody else rent. Mm -hmm. Even if that means to uh, make a facility bigger, and and we talk about the you know the business in the courthouse. Another issue for today that that I'm passionate about is courthouse security. Nothing's happened there yet, but it could. Mm -hmm. And so uh, you have three offices that has a majority of the public in and out doing business. 
the courts need to stay in the courthouse, in my opinion. That's why they call it a courthouse. So, so if we can do some modification, maybe move some of those other offices across the street uh, mm-hmm. in time. You know, we're not going to do anything today, but uh, with these dollar fifty tipping fee and with this marijuana tax money, we hopefully have some money where we can do some remodeling and fix some offices up and give people the space that's adequate for them, accessible for the public. Uh, you know, I, I don't want to put anybody in an office and say, you can go there as long as you can walk up eight steps. Mm-hmm. But if you can't get up those steps, you can't go see John Mann. Mm-hmm. I, I refuse to put any office holder in a place that the, the public can't get to if they're sure. handicapped. Absolutely. And, uh, even if the historical site says I don't have to do it because it's there, I, I refuse to put an office that the public can't get to that puts us in office and pays our salary. Makes, make, yeah, that makes logical sense. And so if you've just tuned in, uh, we have the three uh, county commissioners in our studios this morning. So thank you for listening. And thank you, men, for being in here with us today. Uh, Israel, you talked about uh, uh, the movement uh, of things uh, in regards to the uh, employment building and those kind of things. But I wonder if people really remember that you referred to the juvenile office. That was our jail. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it was set up as a jail. And then, of course, uh, when we had the new Pettis County Jail, uh, that was no longer needed. Then the juvenile office went there. And then the um, uh, repair, uh, the team for maintenance, they had some storage space kind of back behind there and whatever. And yep. so the need for additional space was probably pretty apparent to yes. you as you as you uh, covered. Yeah. And the biggest challenge, like we talked about, was with the raise the age is there was certain restrictions that couldn't be within sight or sound of other or of an adult inmate. So it's not like you could just put yes. them in a cell by themselves as long if you know, there were certain restrictions that we had to abide by. So the best uh route that we took was to keep them within the juvenile office because that's where they really needed to be right but unfortunately that forced us to start moving people around and we're thankful that we were we we had the real estate to do that um most most counties don't have more space where they can move people and just a few years ago we weren't in that position Mm -hmm. just a few years ago if somebody needed more space open up a closet you know Mm -hmm. uh, go out in the hallway that i mean at one time i think elections um, you know, they did have a, an office probably about, you know, this size, not that big in the back. And they had to go in the lobby to uh, prepare for an election. I mean, those little things, um, I think now we're in a position where they can serve a little bit more efficiently. And that just goes for all offices. Okay. So, you know, on this show here today, we've talked about the uh, the old Road and Bridge location. We've mm-hmm. talked about the new Road and Bridge location on North Ohio. We've talked about the, uh, again, I keep saying the employment or unemployment mm-hmm. office, and then, of course, 305 Spin, mm-hmm. which sat on the corner, and those are buildings are right next to each other. Uh, but the probably a, a recent purchase, mm-hmm. too, within the last few years, uh, is the D.C. battery uh, mm-hmm. facility there. And, of course, that uh, I, I'm trying to picture that that's a building. And then, of course, there was actually a side lot, too, on the mm-hmm. corner. So mm-hmm. what prompted the county to do to purchase that building? So to my understanding on that one, it was to give the sheriff's office a little bit more room as well so that they could actually house some of those vehicles uh, in-house. Um, you know, for evidence purposes, it's very important that they are able to monitor any vehicles or any uh, equipment that they have. At, you know, it used to be that they would be kind of off, they would be off-site. So this allows them to actually have them within their uh, jurisdiction, within their eyesight, and they're able to better uh, safeguard 
any evidence that they have uh, when it comes to vehicles. Now, they'll also be able to operate on their own vehicles and kind of repair them a little better. That's kind of what I've been understanding. Um, we are working with the city to make sure that that back lot is accessible and at the same time that water is running correctly. So again, it's it's it takes a partnership and make sure that we're all working together, but it, it looks like things are moving in the right direction. Okay. Jim, you had something to add to that. I mean, it, the reason we looked at the building too, because it's got three brand new lifts in it. All they have was park a car on. They never even lifted them. Okay. So there's three places that we can change our own oils. We can do light mechanic work, brakes, stuff like that. Uh, the vehicle maintenance cost for around town here, that what we last, what it was last year, was over eighty thousand dollars just for the sheriff's department. Okay. Road and Bridge does most of their work on their stuff themselves. Mm -hmm. So we're trying to, maybe we can find a mechanic. That that house in that place and keep everything up going and, and save us a lot of it can pay for itself that way mm -hmm. within mm -hmm. 10 years that revenue will re be returned back to us and then the, and in that parking lot out there we're spending ten dollars a day at least probably on storage on cars that we've abducted somewhere that's you know been towed in for some reason or other and we can bring that down and keep them in our lot well that's that's we can we can make some revenue off that or, or not spend the revenue, I guess, as well. Okay. And, and of course, uh, you know, I'm just thinking as you were saying that, the other side of that coin, which is something, you know, for you, Bill, that you probably are going to have to address, uh, the more assets the county owns, uh, the more assets you have to insure, and the more you have to insure, the higher your premiums are and those kind of things. So, uh, and of course, I, the county doesn't pay taxes, but uh, so is that a, a major issue in your budgeting process to uh, well the, the purchase price is the biggest part of those budgeting okay parts but uh, as far as the utilities go it would scare people to know what all these other buildings cost but if you look back to what what would it cost to rent and what it cost to, to have car service and all and uh, it's minute compared to those things long term the county will benefit okay from that building down there and and uh, you know for me, I think something ought to happen right now. I, I don't know why there's not a fence put up and the lot's not already asphalted and they don't have a guy full-time in there. But it takes time to get all those things done right. And uh, uh, they, they want to get a fence in there that, you know, there's been some discussion trying to, talk, to work with the city there to make sure it's appeasing and doesn't just look like a chain link fence with barbed wire on it. Sure. So, because... There's two impound cars still sitting right there by the uh, Dr. Vance's have been there for I don't know how long. They've just now got approval from the state that those can be sold. But those things can be parked down there inside that fence lot. Okay. That building that building makes perfect good sense to me also. What it's going to be used for, it just, it's just not happening the way I think it ought to right now. But sure. I also know the wheels of justice move slow. But uh, yeah. there needs to be some modifications done and... You don't just go out and hire a mechanic that can work on a 2020 Tahoe and a 2005 Tahoe. Mm -hmm. uh, we've got a couple outfits that do a lot of work for us, and they're, they're being plenty fair with the county. But it still adds up when you figure how many vehicles are out there. Sure. Yep. you got a large fleet of vehicles to take care of. So, so one last uh, piece of real estate that... Uh, uh, I'm, tell us where we're at with equitable building. You know, why was the county interested in... Uh, uh, in purchasing that that building itself, and what kind of research was done prior to the purchase, and 
So address that a little bit. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. So this was the last piece of real estate that the county purchased. A lot of people don't know this, but it was between us and a private uh, out-of-state uh, buyer. Okay. So we, 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 again, it goes with the theme of we felt we needed more space. At one point, you know, we're looking at storage space because a lot of our important documents are in the basement of the courthouse, which is a big basement, but there's also humidity. There's also some flooding. And we need to make sure that those documents are protected for a long time. So that was one of the ideas why we purchased this equitable building. Now, again, is we, we do pay rent for our uh, uh for our attorneys that from public defenders. So that was another idea that we were considering as well as, I mean, there's the possibility of having office holders in that building. Now the challenges that we've ran into is it's not uh, accessible to everybody. You know, you have to go upstairs up or down. And then when you want to go to the second floor, you have to go up a very dangerous set of stairs. So that's something that we've uh, been looking at. Again, uh, we felt it was important to address that publicly. There was some questions or confusion about what the county was going to do with that. Unfortunately, I think that was due to some irresponsible comments made by somebody that has no idea what the county is doing because they're not affiliated with the county. Uh, but the good thing that came out of all this was people reached out to us and asked questions. We were, we were able to reach out to them again and uh, really communicate what the county is doing. And what the county is doing is we are taking bids to look at all of our options. Because as, as office holders, we are responsible for the taxpayer dollars that are entrusted to us. Um, we have to do our due diligence, and we have to make sure that whatever we're doing, we have the right numbers to justify that. So we're, we, we are looking to do some tuck pointing, to possibly put some elevators in that building, to possibly, um, if you go up, we just went up there yesterday, actually. If you go up there, you can stick your finger out of a window. I mean, it's 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 rotting. Um, the floor on the first floor is it's kind of caving in a little bit, um, so it's not it's not as easy as people make it make it out to be that you can just put a fresh coat of paint and it's accessible. There's currently no heating or air in that in that uh, building, which you need if you're going to have the public in there. But I think the the most important point for us is we want to make sure it's accessible to all. Um, so all these factors that mm -hmm. you're saying that's going to be an expense if you mm -hmm. uh, modernize that facility yeah. there. Uh, was that all considered prior to the purchase, or uh, how, how did that piece come together? Yes. Uh, obviously, we were looking at those aspects as we were moving along. Um, one of the things that we maybe uh, – one of the things we've looked at harder now is the fact that we want to make sure how, how much is it going to cost to actually get it up to where we want it to be. Now, that purchase did also make sense of where it sits. It's in the middle of our jail, in the old jail. Right. Um, so it, it is important when we're talking about real estate. I think the primary purpose was for storage, um, which we, we have the capability to do that now. Okay. But when you have a building that has two floors, I don't think that you can expand to more than just storage. Um, and we're looking at those options as well. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. Well, we've got, went through all of the, the properties that the county owns and, uh, we, Uh, we're running out of time quickly again today, as we often do. There's one area that I want to hit yet. I know off mic we've talked about the tremendous importance of transparency with the handling of uh, government issues. And uh, I know you've got some things going on in that area, Bill. Why don't we take our last couple of minutes and, and talk about that? Well, that was uh, one of the things that, that I'd, I'll say I campaigned on. And, and I will say that the, uh, the commission had already started prior to me being sworn in that uh, we don't just vote on an issue every day. Uh, 
We take information some days and, and then we'll schedule a vote so that in case you have a, a dog in that fight, you're able to come in and voice your opinion on that. And uh, we've uh, we've implemented a, uh, we're trying to do it monthly. We haven't going to get it every month, but a, uh, a countywide elected officials meeting where we could talk about bill pay. I think I talk about bill pay more than any other topic at the courthouse, but we're trying to make some changes and make some of that uh, a little more apparent. And uh, uh, I say I'm an open book. I'll tell you what I've done and why I've done it to anybody who wants to ask. And uh, I feel like that's that's pretty common in the chambers nowadays. I mean, uh, Jim and I aren't quite as, as good on, on uh, getting our stuff out to the public that we've done. Israel does a great job of letting the county know what we're doing, and he includes us, and we appreciate that. That's uh, that's the benefit of having the full spectrum here. We've got experience. We've got a young guy here who knows what's going on. His heart's in the right place, and he – and. Uh, both these guys have been a big help to me. I want to say that, but uh, yeah, we're uh, in fact we're having a meeting tonight at seven o'clock. Be our first evening session. Uh, we're meeting with the historical society who wants to come talk about the equitable building, and uh, we uh, we're still taking information. Uh, we've actually contacted a different vendor on an elevator because their first one just scared me to death. We're not going to make a vote on that building until we have all the information that we have. I mean, I, uh, I'm i the one that kind of started this firestorm because they were running IT cables in it, and they, I said, what are you all going to do? Oh, no, we're just getting it all ready. For what? What's it going to cost to get that building where we could use it? And uh, the first number they come back with was over 700000 which as a taxpayer, and somebody wants to be responsible for the taxpayer, I thought it was a lot of money. So I said, what's it cost to knock it down? So I've got that number. And now we're, we're going to get us um, the, the glass upstairs is, is that big arch glass. So you just can't go to Lowell's and price that. We're trying to get somebody to come in and give us some real numbers. And we're going to make, we're going to make a decision based on all the facts and what our uses are. But uh, I don't have a problem telling anybody anything we've done. Um, and we have reached out and worked well. Uh, Mr. Pollock was at Chambers here not too long ago. And there's some bigger projects going on around town that we've tried to be involved with just so uh, everyone knows where the county stands. You know, if they want to put a new road all the way through the fairgrounds out to uh, 32nd Street. Uh, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of grants and stuff out there for some matching monies and all, but uh, we take the taxpayer dollar pretty seriously at that courthouse. And uh, one thing I would like to point out to everyone that we're responsible to every citizen in the county, not just the city of Smithton or the city of Lamar or the city of Sedalia but every citizen in the county. And that's what we try to focus on because they don't always go hand in hand. There you go. All right. Uh, gentlemen, we uh, thank you for your time today and for your previous program as well. Uh, we've got a lot of things to talk about yet at some point in the future. So I'm definitely inviting you back now. We uh, <laughs> just need to find a time to, uh, to make it work for everyone. Uh, to our listeners, thank you again for uh, tuning in to Let's Talk this week. And uh, we will be back with you again in uh, a week from now. Uh, until then, uh, we thank you. 